Whoa, here we go. Forks Sports Highway for the 27th of July. You know, we had a big week last week with our little show, and then uh, K-Fan picked us up, and we got to have a little broadcast on Saturday on a big uh, mother ship down there in Minneapolis. And so you sports fans... Out there listening, we're looking for uh, some some more followers uh, off of that uh, broadcast and see what we can do. But tonight's... Oh, Bonnie, if I can, real quick here, sorry to inter- interject. If you, there's that switch there, if you, uh, up, upper left, uh, the Katie switch, remember? Uh, no, no, I got you. You better come over here. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. No, no, it's been a little while since I had to use that one. No, it's all good. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, new viewers on KFAN, if you're just tuning in for the first time, you can find us streaming. If you're just listening to this on demand, audio or video, you can find us live every single Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. Just search GFBS on your favorite social media app, so Facebook, Twitch, Rumble, Twitter, uh, that's where we stream live at 6.30 p.m. every Thursday. Just search GFBS, Grand Forks Best Source, and that's how you can find us. Or just search uh, Grand Forks Best Source or Forks Sports Highway on your favorite podcast social media app to find the episodes listen to anytime, anywhere. There you go. GFBS.com. Yep, uh, GFBestSource.com. BestSource.com. Yep. Yeah, well, okay, so we got that. Um, so tonight I called the show... Uh, Otani staying put, Joe Burrow carted off the field, Bronny James discharged, um, I see slam ball returns. Yes, big deal in the sports world. Yeah, Sean Payton pops off, uh, PJ Fleck responds, and then we've got the Twins latest in the WNBA and and Wimbledon and the Cushman Field remodel and all kinds of other things to talk about. Uh, in the studio tonight, we've got uh, myself. Uh, we're missing uh, the legend Bill Deutsch. He's he's down visiting family, and and of course the delightful Raven Carlson is um, her grandfather passed away, so she's going to take some hiatus off, and um, so it's it's it's. Primarily me and, of course, our, our super analyst over here, Dale Kulas, and, of course, producer Paul Kornelka. I mean, how could we ever do anything without him? Supersonic will be calling in. And Supersonic Steve will be with us a little bit later, you know, right out of Seattle, Washington. And, and then we've even got Katie Stouse in the house back in the back back there if she wants to stick her head in here at some point along the way. And then besides myself, I've got... Uh, over here, I've got Sage Thumb, who was a guest here about a year ago or so. Sage, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Oh, just, Mr. Uh, on, if you guys, too, just a heads up, just microphone right up in front of me so people can hear you loud, loud, loud and clear. Loud <laughs> and clear. So, so we're, um, you're, you're, getting, you're running up the last few days of, of, of summer, and you guys are going to be playing some football. So we got Sage over here. Who do you play for? Uh, the Devils Like Firebirds. So where do you go to school? Uh, Minnewaukan. And, and that's a co-op then, Minnewaukan and yeah, Devil's for, Lake? for basketball, it's with four wins, and then every other sport is uh, Devil's Lake. Yeah, so. and, and, and did you do that last year too? Yeah. Um, how's the football been going for you? It's been going good. You know, because I, I got to watch you do some camp work, and, and you got some pretty good hands, and you got some pretty good speed, and um, you're not the biggest guy on the planet. What do you think about that? It don't matter. <laughs> good answer good answer yeah i like that and then over here we got trinity thomas another minnewakan devil's lake firebird football player correct yeah and uh what position do you play 
Um, I don't know. No? I, Defense, pretty... re- offense, which, which, which do you prefer? Defense. You got a little bit of speed to you, though? I mean, you're slight enough. I think you can run. Yeah. yeah. Not as fast as Sage, though. Well, he's, he's, he's pretty quick, I know. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, you could be smarter than him. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Um, and then over here, well, we got the rock and roll legend, my my little brother John Stenslin in the house. Yes, I am. Uh, Ki- John King Stenslin, <laughs> fresh off the rock and roll tour world all over the United States. Um, you know, you went from from doing uh, more recently the casino circuits, and this last tour was the 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 big stuff. Yeah, I was the out with stadium uh, stadium tours. I was out with Blink One Eighty Two, actually the support band for Blink One Eighty Two, Destroy Boys, and we did stadiums and arenas all across the U.S. and Canada. All the big ones. I saw like the 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 um, the hockey arenas in Denver. Couldn't and, find and, the Stanley Cup anywhere. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I kept seeing you getting yourself into trouble mentioning that. Yeah, I got yelled at in Denver and Calgary over that. Yeah, so. But no, you were you you're you're just home for a little bit. Yeah, yeah for a minute. Um, you did happen to check out some baseball while you're out there on the road. Yeah, I got to take in a Mets game, a game in Pittsburgh. Got to watch Pittsburgh get slaughtered by Cleveland. Well, Pittsburgh's kind of a, a AAA club, I think. They they started <laughs> out the season uh, with a with a they actually had a lead in that division in, in National League Central, and then they fell back to earth pretty pretty quickly. Um, Although the Cincinnati Reds have, have taken command of that division, uh, they brought up some young guys from the minors and a, a fellow by the name of Ellie Delacruz. Have you seen any highlights of that guy? I have. Yeah, he's 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 six foot five. He's he's got a gun for an arm and he bats lefty righty and he's the fastest guy in baseball. He's a real life Kenny Powers. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! You know my favorite show, that show was so that show was so amazing. Eastbound and Down. Uh, he had a few great sayings in that show. I, I think my favorite season is when they do that mock sports talk show. Was it Sports Sesh? Yeah. And yeah, what? Oh gosh! Yeah, just what a what a great show. Pour one out for Eastbound and Down. Probably that's probably my my favorite thing Donnie McBride's done. Well, he's currently doing um, the the Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Have you, Dale? Have you had a chance to see that? No. What's the deal with that show? Well, so John Goodman is the patriarch of this televangelist empire, and 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 Danny McBride is his oldest son taking over the church, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's every bit. Kenny Powers as a preacher. Yeah, gosh, Kenny Powers. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. Definitely it's it's hilarious. Character. It really is. Um, but no, so back to the sports scene. Uh, Owatani is staying put. So, you know, the trade deadline is coming up next Tuesday in baseball. I don't know if you, you fellas know that, but um, Owatani is the, the, the phenom pitcher and, and hitter for the uh, California Angels, Los Angeles Angels, I guess is what they go by now. And um, he's been, they've been shopping him. But now, as of yesterday, they've decided that they're 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 like um, within striking distance of a wild card playoff spot. So they've decided to not be sellers at the at the at the uh, trade deadline. They're going to keep him. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. But they're going to uh, try to give it a run, see if they can't make a run in the playoffs. And 
you know, it looked like for a minute the Yankees were going to steal him away from the Angels, and I was hoping as much, but it didn't happen. Um, so there was that, Owatani staying put. They actually picked up a pitcher. Um, gosh, I, I don't have the details on that, but they picked up another pitcher. And, and so the Angels are going to try to make a run rather than be sellers. You know, and we're, every team is going to be buyers or sellers. Apparently, every team except the Twins, they're going to be like Stan Pat because that's what they do. What's the Stan Pat reference? They don't, they don't buy and they don't sell. They're just staying with what they got. You know, I found they did do one move. I, I saw one move I picked up on. I was looking on if they did any. They, uh, I saw, well, besides they signed their number one draft pick. I saw they did that just a few days ago. The number five overall pick in this year's Jack draft, Wal, Wal, Walker Jenkins. Mm-hmm. They signed him for $7.14 million, So a nice big deal there. He's 18 uh, big time, uh, I believe, yeah, yeah, big time player they're expecting a lot of this year. Uh, and then they, the other move they did here, too, it was trade deadlines list. Yeah, they dealt uh, reliever Jorge Lopez to the Miami Marlins for reliever Dylan Floro uh, just yesterday. Um, oh. L- Lopez, uh, he hasn't been doing good for the Twins. He blew 7 of 13 save opportunities, including four this season's uh, 4.8 ERA in 58 innings. Floro, though, he's been around for a while. Uh, it hasn't had the greatest year with the Marlins, but he d- has had seven of nine saves converted. So it seemed like one so-so player for another so-so player with maybe a little better upside. Well, so, so the Twins got rid of a pitcher, though, yeah, and, and added a... A, 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 a reliever. A re- yep. Oh, pitcher for pitcher. Yep. Hmm. That's an interesting move. Uh, you know... All I know is, is is that for my Yankees, Aaron Judge is supposed to play tomorrow for the first time. Oh, since. off that foot injury, right? Yes, he's been gone for a month and a half, two months. And um, the Yankees have, uh, they've, 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 they were trying to make some moves. Uh, I made Sage wear the Yankee clothes over here. Look at him. Doesn't he look good in that stuff? Did he force you to wear that? <laughs> Against your will? <laughs> oh, man. Like, you got you to gotta wear this on the, or, or you can't be on the show. Oh, I see we got a comment in the chat from, uh, uh, do, you, do you guys know this uh, user, Carly Veteran, Veteranian? Uh, so, so who's she talking to, him or me? Your shirt is awful. Uh, Carl, Carl, Carly Veteranian, uh, tell us, who are you referencing? Which, who of us has the awful is it, shirt? Is it, yeah, is it my Yankee shirt or is it Sage's Yankee shirt? <laughs> which, which is it? <laughs> well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, but no, Sage. Sage, uh, I didn't make him wear that. He's he's he 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 knows enough that if he's going to be hanging around my house, you, you, you better be a Yankee, Yankee fan. Shirt. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, we one of the things about both these young fellows is Sage and uh, uh, Trinity over here. Not so much LeBron James fans. How come? I don't know. Just because. He's not he, MJ. Well, Paul, because he's a bitch, right? <laughs> you want your LeBron James uh, opinion? Yeah. Yo, how about you over there, Trinity? Oh, LeBron James. What? What? Why don't you like him? I don't know. He's he's just he's just not that good. <laughs> he's not that good. Yeah. Well, because 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 you know he's he's the one player in the history of basketball that um, created all these super teams like. Every time, my thing is, is that he was in Cleveland, his hometown, 
And then he, he scoured the landscape to see where the next best place to land was. And then they coerced uh, Bosch and, and Dwayne Wade to take less money so he could come to Miami. They went to four finals. They lost two of them, won two. But they also, as soon as LeBron James saw that Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade were past their prime, he bounced back to Cleveland because Kyrie was an up-and-coming star. And then Kyrie got tired of playing with him and bounced out of there to Boston, right? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't like playing with him because if I'm a point guard and there's a six foot eight power forward dribbling the ball all the time, what am I doing, standing in the corner watching him? You know, that's, that's kind of what's going on. And then, and then he goes to Los Angeles and they trade off all the young guys and all the draft picks and bring in Anthony Davis. Now you have Anthony Davis and LeBron and they won that Walt Disney championship, right? I mean, bubble, bubble championship. What do, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that, Trinity? The Walt Disney championship. Was that a real one or not? No, nah, it's just Disney. Yeah, there you go. It's a Disney movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, I'm kind of curious about your guys' thoughts. You know, we're talking about what a crazy back half of the 2019 to 2020 season. What did you think of watching? Did you catch many games during the bubble era there when they were playing with, like, the fans on, like, Trons and Zoom videos in the backgrounds? Just kind of curious what you all thought of that, if you happened to catch any games during that. You mean, yeah, they were when, all... When uh, COVID was still, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no fans in the stands, but they had but they these, had screens with yeah, people they, on them. Yeah, yeah, it made it look like there was people there. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was yeah. yeah, it was it was stupid. I thought yeah. I, I was like really. It, it seemed like the it seemed like well, their only option was to either only do the video screens or nothing at all. I mean, both seemed awful, but it seemed like a slightly less awful. I don't know. It's it's weird thinking back onto it. I just want to forget it. <laughs> yep. No, that was an awful season. Totally. Um, I don't see it ever being repeated like that. Um, no. So, so, but I'll tell you what, guys, as, as much as I, I, I despise the whole LeBron James career and stuff, this week's news was the very first time I ever kind of felt bad for the guy. No way. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, his, his son, who he wants to play basketball with, instead of... Uh, declaring for the NBA draft, he says, no, I'm going to USC. I'm going to go play college basketball, Dad. I'd rather go play college basketball and and see what I can do there. And then here he is in one of the earliest practices of the season, and he has a cardiac arrest. Where, So not a heart attack, but his heart actually stopped beating. And they'd you know, rush him to the hospital and put him in ICU. And, and, and I felt bad for him for that reason. I mean, because no, no, no dad wants to go through that, but I don't. I, I. It's hard for me to believe this kid's ever going to play basketball again. I mean, given the history we have of the Len bias or the. How old was he again? He's eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. You know, we're we're talking uh, just got, got out of high school, and 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 so so the Reggie Lewis, the Hank Gathers, the, the you know, there's been multiple guys over the years. Um, uh, if you remember Reggie Lewis, if you guys don't know who Reggie Lewis was, he was a Boston Celtics All Star who had a heart issue, and, and they set him down, and then he continued to play, and he eventually had a heart attack playing basketball and passed away. Hank, Hank Gathers, the same thing. He was one of the top college recruits in, in country, and he had a, a moment where he collapsed on the court, and then he eventually 
collapsed again and died. And so anytime you have a heart issue as a basketball player because of the, the intensity of the, the workout itself, well, and, and we're fresh off the DeMar Hamlin. I mean, what, he just know? came back, didn't he? Right. Is, yeah. I mean, so he's expected to play, right, Sage? Yeah. I mean, and, but he basically died on national TV. Yeah. And, and they had to revive him back. That was, that was crazy watching one of those, yeah, the, with the DeMar Hamlin. I think a lot of people at that time didn't think they were, it was impossible for him to come back after that, or the NFL wouldn't want to risk him coming back. But the amount of tests and, the, and rehab they could do now compared to just several years ago, uh, like what was it that chamber training? I hear that does wonders for people dealing with uh, concussions and all that that people thought weren't recoverable from before. Well, you know, the, and you you brought that up. So so we have two different types of medical issues. You have the heart, the heart issues, the cardiac events, and then you brought up the, the concussion. You know, and, and and that's a big deal in football and and, and sports these days with the concussion protocol, because uh, post career people are, are are having mental health issues and like you know, like committing suicide because of the injuries they received oh yeah junior sale and and so many examples of just so many bad crises right. uh, so so okay we got the northwest tire northwest tire for tires work on your vehicle and more visit northwest tires on gateway drive north dakota's largest tire dealer family owned for over 40 years from big to small northwest tire does it all find all the big name brands like toyo nokoya bridgestone firestone and more call 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment northwest northwest tires on gateway drive in grand forks helping you to get the perfect tires for whatever you drive yeah, that's Chad Hoff at Northwest Tires, 701-780-8473. Boy, I almost ruined that one. What do you think, John? I'm just, I'm just laughing. That was great. Yeah, well, I can, <laughs> I, I, can, I can blow through these ads, like, really quickly, and, and then the next time around, I... What do you got, Dale? Oh, I was going to say, uh, whenever you switch that mic for me to talk, it, 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 it mutes John there. So oh, for I when John it. needs to talk, you need to switch it back to him. No, so, no. so many dials here. <laughs> I, I knew there was something I was missing. I knew there was something. Um, but anyway, uh, whew. so Bronny James discharged slam ball returns. What are we talking about there? Uh, yeah. Trinity, you know what slam ball is? Um. Not really. No. Oh my gosh. Sage. Mm, is that a video game? No, it? no. It's uh, it's like basketball, but with trampolines. Oh, that that game. Is that what it is, Dale? Well, it slam ball was such a great thing. I think it had a couple incarnations. They brought it back a couple of times. It was only like, I think two thousand two thousand one was on for a couple of years on Spike TV, and I think they brought it back a few years later on that old I think Versus Network. Uh, so it was around for a couple of years here, a couple of years there, but. Uh, no, yeah, Sage kind of pretty much had it there. It's where they combine like a bunch of basketball with a little bit of gymnastics, with a little bit of hockey, and a little bit of football. Wasn't that uh, Bill Bellamy from MTV? I do not know that reference, <laughs> but uh, uh, but no, it's it's crazy. I kind of joked with friends. I kind of loved slam ball in this dumb, ironic way. I had crazy memories of. Uh, coming home from my old high school job when it was first on uh, from fast food and, and just just 
washing the grease off me and then just be like, all right, time to veg out, watch some slam ball on Spike TV because they pretty much allowed contact on the court and they still do. Players can actually like, body check each other. The players wear like helmets and elbow pads and knee pads. So you got a little bit of football in there. There's no fouls, uh, no, uh, no free throws. If there is a, well, I guess if there is a shooting foul, uh, instead of doing a free throw, they do a face off. That's where you get the hockey element. So you have one player go up against the player that fouled them and they jump off the trampoline to do either a layup or a dunk while the player who fouled them tries just gets all up in their in, in their face and uh it, it's a lot of theatrics but so it's it's actually a legit sport it's really really cool it's three on three basketball and instead of five on five it's three on three and five minute quarters so the games are done in like 40 minutes and i, I watched mm-hmm. like two games last night uh they're on espn espn plus i watched it on the espn plus portal on hulu so you can watch yeah i was just this e- eating it up yesterday well it's 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 a great alternative like alternative sports are coming back have, have you guys gotten into any alternative sports in recent years like x games or anything like that just uh have on in the background stuff like that and like the games go by so fast especially in the summertime where you want a little break from all the baseball that's predominantly going on it's just something nice to have going well, on well, uh, well no because obviously myself i'm sitting watching a three-hour baseball game right right you know, and, and that's most of the night and i could go from one baseball game right into the next one um and, and it's it and, and i'm a guy that i can watch the crappiest teams in baseball just it could be the oakland a's and 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 the the marlins or 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 you know, just about anybody, Pittsburgh and Oakland, and, and still sit and watch them, you know, and, and I just, that's, that's how I Oh, am. I love baseball, too. Yeah. I mean, I love traditional basketball, and, NBA. And, and it's very rare where I can flip it over, and, and, and then there's the cornhole championships. or, or Ocho sports, man. Or, 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 or the, 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 you know, the, the, the World Series of poker. I, that's, that's the one that's always got me is, is when did – Playing cards become a sport. Well, yeah, that took off in the middle two thousands. Everyone, that yeah, was it. Uh, Moneymaker, that was his last name. That took off and won yeah. and, and won the World Series of Poker. And yeah, it's just crazy how just these alternative sports can flare flare up. But I guess just a couple of quick last things on slam ball here is uh, some of the other interesting rules is slam dunks are worth three points. Uh, if you do a shot from beyond the three point arc of twenty six and a half feet, it's worth four points. And uh, yeah, that it, yeah, it's only going to be a month long season. The playoffs are going to wrap up in the in the middle of August here, and all the games are being broadcasted out of Las Vegas. There are no there are eight teams. They don't have cities where they're from, so they just got eight random names. So here are the team names. Uh, again, no city names at all. Uh, so it's just the Mob, uh, Ozone, Lava, <laughs> Slashers, Wrath, Buzzsaw. The Griffins and Rumble. <laughs> so, yeah. And it kind of has like a, that arena football feel, too. They got plexiglass around the arena and all that. So, because players are jumping around anywhere. And it seems like even though they got knee pads, elbow pads on, like these players could be, they're kind of bun- bouncing around, fumbling around everywhere, like real prone to injuries. But yeah, I, for something you could watch a game in like a little over half hour, I got a great kick out of it. So, I'd just like to point out, too, that uh, uh, Bill Bellamy, like I was talking about, uh, I think it was MTV's Rock and Jock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I haven't thought about Rock and yeah. Jock in a long time. I think that's where it started. Yeah, holy Something crap. Like that, but, yeah. but yeah, I was super stoked. I knew it was coming. I, mean, I think we, I brought up when they announced it was coming back about like a year ago, but I had no idea about when the start date was. And a couple of people messaged me. They're like, Dill, did you see Slam Ball Games over the weekend? And I was like, what? So yeah, all right. I got that out of my system. Thanks for uh, indulging me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you 
Dale Dale likes those obscure sports, and and he, we're going to hear more out of him as we go because he's got he's got all kinds of um, what my sister in law would oh, characterize as useless knowledge. Hey, great, 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 great obscure useless. <laughs> no, knowledge. no, I, I have the same useless knowledge too. I know, uh, but no. So uh, Joe Burrow carted off the field. Like I said, he 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 rolled right and and did something to his calf muscle, and they took him off on a cart. And nobody touched him. Just an injury like that. And anytime you hear something that for, for a multi-million dollar quarterback, you know, I always think that Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. You remember what happened to him when he was a Vikings quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater? How about you, John? You remember that? He, he was He was backing away from center. And he just stepped wrong, and he destroyed all the ligaments in his knee. And it was during practice, right? Yeah, and and he, nobody touched him. It was it was it was no contact. Very routine. And and they thought they were going to have to amputate his leg. It was that bad, and and he did come back, and he's been a backup quarterback basically the last few years. Yeah, right? but but he's never been what he was or was going to be. And so, so the non-contact injuries can be every bit as devastating as as the contact injuries. Now, you want to, you know, when we talk about quarterback contact injuries, uh, Carson Wentz might be the best exa- example where he that dived into the end zone and the guy hit him in the side of the leg, and he was never right after that. He was having he his his career was on this just this skyrocketing, and it has taken. He has plunged back to earth. There's no more Campbell Soup commercials. And it's like he can't even land a job on a team as the backup. You know, I I just, how quickly it turns. Yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz, he had a quick fall from his those highlight years with the Eagles. Well, and and when I bring up the Campbell Soup commercials, so did RG3. Yeah, yeah. Same same kind of thing where, where he was a rookie and they threw him out there and he blew his knee out. And he was the Campbell Soup commercials too. Him well, he was more of a scrambler, uh, athlete, run, yeah, yeah, run, yeah. running quarterback too. Where you got that super high risk, high reward. Where you know, just like with Marcus Vick, sometimes you know, Marcus Vick, you may get several years of it before succumbing to a bad injury. But I think, yeah, the, the the high risk for that type of injury for those type of players is just you know, unfortunately for RG three, you only got one or two highlight awesome years out of him. Well, fortunately for him, he was able to convert his career to a, a broadcast. Yeah, he's standpoint. doing great for broadcasting. But yeah. but he was, I mean, for for a minute, he was like Carson Wentz, where he had the world by the tail, and then mm-hmm. just like that, they yanked it out from under him. And you know, I, I just, I, I I hope that's not the case with Joe Burrow. I hope this is just a little tweak, and and he's back out there because Cincinnati has been like a rat hole of a football team for an awful long time, and they've had little flashes over the last you know. 30, 40 years, but not a lot. Um, so they need him to, to continue to do that. Uh, boy. Yeah, Sean, heartbreaker. Sean Payton pops off. So Sean Payton is the New Orleans uh, head coach that, that had the bounty gate against Brett Favre when they played the Vikings in, in the playoffs back in 2009. And uh, now he's the, the new Denver Broncos head coach. And the past head coach, uh, oh gosh, I had his name in my notes. I didn't bring my notes with the Saints. Well, Sean Payton, but Denver's coach last year. Um, 
because Denver had this awful season last year with their with with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. So so Sean Payton comes out and says that uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos had the worst coaching year in the history of the NFL. Really? That's what he said. And Nathaniel Hackett is now an offensive uh, coach for the new the New York Jets, and. Sean Payton took a, a jab at them also, saying that uh, the Jets are more concerned about winning the off-season appeal than they are winning in, in, in the actual games. So they're doing the hard knocks, you know? Yeah, so, um, well, if you bring up coaches that have worse ever, you can't help but think of the couple of coaches that went had a goose egg for wins for the year. For the Lions and the Browns, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Well, but, but, but he's saying that, that it has to do with... Uh, the talent that was on the field and, and underachieving. And I, you know, I don't know, Sean Pate, I don't know who he is to be talking like that, uh, but he did make big news. It was national news where Sean Pate is out there criticizing another NFL head coach when he's the guy that invented Bounty Gate, and, you know, which is basically cheating, you know, paying guys to injure somebody. So I don't know that 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 kind of caught my attention, and then of course the Jets, you know, they have Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers has now he's moved from wearing number twelve to number eight. I don't know what. Well, I guess Joe Namath was the number twelve, and he offered to let Aaron Rodgers wear it, and he wouldn't take it in deference to Joe Namath. The honor of the player. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's wearing number eight, but I do think that the Big Apple is going to eat. It. Uh, Aaron Rodgers up and spit him out like a, a Green Bay Packer uh, local. That's what I feel like. What do you think, John? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. There's one thing about playing in the small market, and there's a whole other thing about playing in the big market, where the the media treats you like garbage, even when you're doing well. And New, yeah, New York is brutal. Oh, everything. Yeah. Doesn't matter what sport it is. New York will just. Well, I tell these guys all the time, I said, you know, in New York, if you don't achieve or perform, you're going to be treated like a dog and they're going to run your butt out of town. But if you win in New York, you're a god for the rest of your life. Lawrence Taylor, Derek Jeter, Walt Frazier, Willis Reed, you know, it just goes, Joe Namath, Mark Messier, you win in New York, you're a god. But, boy, if you underperform, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Pack it up and go home. Yeah. I mean, people get run out of that town, and I think Aaron Rodgers, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going there and conquering the Big Apple. I just don't see it. I know. He did relay that statement. I had to step out for a second. I don't know if you mentioned it, uh, that uh, he was going to – he – wouldn't be there for just one and done. They want to make sure to get some value out of him. So he alluded that he will probably play at least two years. Well, he took a pay cut. He had a $110 million contract, and he cut it back to $75 million, I think. So, so it looks like they're probably going to sign Delvin Cook. That'll be some good support help. Um, Very big support. Yeah, because yeah, we, we talked about him a, a month or two back, how the Vikings got rid of him, or, or how he decided not to stick with them. You ever heard of Delvin Cook, Sage? Yeah. Is he any good? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, injury prone though. Shoulder injuries and, and maybe maybe half a step slower than he was when he was at his prime. What do you think? No? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well you're yeah, yeah, because you're too young, you still got your step. 
What are what are like some of the current uh, big league receivers that you guys look up to for like inspiration on the football field that you try and be like, hey, these are some styles I want to incorporate to what I got going on. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get made fun of for this, but um, DK Metcalf, because this is my wide receiver in my team. Um, trying to think, uh, Tyler Lockett. Any ones from the past that uh, you may have seen highlights from before? Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvin Johnson. Is Megatron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think he still has a record, right, for most uh, was it rec- receiving yards in a season? I believe, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, Tyreek Hill is kind of one. He's super fast. So the Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you're talking yeah. now. So we're talking Miami Dolphins, yeah. right? Uh, he, he talked his way out of Kansas City. What is it that some of those players do that you like that be like, did you pick up on little things on like how like they run their routes or things like that? Uh, well, DK Metcalf, he's super physical and you know, he's big and strong and um, he's dominant is what he is. So that's why I like his game. So that's pretty much. No, that's awesome. I think that's pretty cool. You could just be like, oh, hey, I, I'm going to work that into practice. Do, do, do every, every now and again, some coaches or other players be like, I see what you're doing. Um, no, not yet. I've, not yet. I'm where I go to school, and um, they put me at a, as a lineman, so I, I don't, I don't think I'm a lineman at all. Oh, I've been working right to be a running back, a wide receiver, one of those two. I don't want to be a lineman though. Right. So. Oh, the, the trenches, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've been working to be a running back or wide receiver. So. Oh, that's awesome. Heck well, yeah. Yeah, you got good hands. You got good speed. How about Trinity over here? Wide receivers, is there wide receivers you like or defensive backs you like? Um, I like Tyree Kilb. Yeah. Mainly because he's short and fast. <laughs> How about, um, you know, when you talk about short, uh, Kyler Murray is the quarterback in, 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 in Arizona for the Cardinals. And the knock on him is he's so small. I mean, he he had a he had a really good season there early on, the first couple of seasons, and and the legend Bill Deutsch, who's usually on here with us, uh, is not sold on Kyler because he's so little. And and you know the, the the thing is is that the standard is is with quarterbacks you want that six foot four guy or you want Tom Brady. Did you see about Bryce Young for the Panthers? No, they've been saying that he's he's the new rookie and he's been he's like super small apparently, and they think he won't be good because he's like five foot. I can't remember. He's kind of short, though, and he's what, their QB. The, oh, so so we yeah. got another short quarterback. Yeah. Well, that that, and it does come into play because you got these guys, you know, your your offensive and defensive linemen are all in there. You know, they're six foot three, yeah, six, six foot, foot four, yeah. six foot five, six foot six, and when they're all standing upright, it's awfully hard for a little guy back there to see over the top of them to make those passes. But it is also awfully hard for them to keep track of him when they can't see him back there and he's fast, uh, a la Barry Sanders. You know, he wasn't a very big guy or... or Frank Gore is another shorter running back who had a nice, lengthy, sustainable career. And then, and then also um, uh, Darren Nelson for the Vikings. And you guys are probably too young, but he was a little guy. And when he got loose, he could really fly, but it only took a fingernail to tackle it. <laughs> <laughs> They could reach out there and knock him down, and that used to drive me nuts. Just oh, caught him by the ankle. We got supersonic. Oh, one second, I'm, I'm reaching out to him. Don't put the volume on just yet. Uh, 
I'm giving him a call here, and uh, I saw I just missed his his his, his calling attempt here. So I think we have him on. You go ahead and put the volume on. Supersonic Steve, do we got you? Yes, sir. There he is. I'm here. Well, we don't we don't have the legend Bill Deutsch, and we don't have Raven tonight. Um, we just got a couple of young boys in here that are trying to learn how to play some football, and and then my rock and roll brother is seated over here to my right. Uh, he just came off the road, so Supersonic Steve is in the house. I guess I got to be the yeah. one to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've I've missed her the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, her grandfather had been ill, and he passed away this week, so she's she's taking some time off, and you know that's well, that's, that's too bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> sad to hear that. Real life, you know, that's how that goes. Yep, yep. But, yes, uh, it is. So I got my little cousin over here, uh, going to be a f- freshman in high school. Sophomores, a freshman. Oh, yeah, freshman. Freshman, and 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 he 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 was. We just asked uh, who his favorite wide receivers were, and right off the top, he said DK Metcalf. Oh yeah, yeah, he's good, man. That guy's a uh, specimen. Yeah, physical. Physical. He receiver. runs around with the. Oh man, when he runs around with the shirt off, it's like, dude. I mean, this guy is ripped, and he's he's a super talented guy. Yeah, Phys- physical receiver. Oh yeah, big man. He's a big fella. Well, that's what you know, and that's that's the prototype. Everybody wants the the big physical receiver with a little bit of speed. I mean, I guess that's what Randy Moss was, and that's what uh, Terrell Owens was, and and Keyshawn Johnson. Um, I really I get sick of watching these five foot nine, five foot ten receivers. And, and get back. I, well, they yeah. Can, yeah, they can they can run routes and get open, but when it's crunch time, you want that band down there that can out jump everybody or out physical everybody and 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 fight the ball away. Is is my thing, and I don't know. You, there's just so few of them these days, and you know we're we're dealing with an era where the running backs are meaningless almost. Which weren't they trying to get rid of running backs or thinking of it? Well, <laughs> get rid. I th- get rid of. They're just not paying them for I, one. I guess right. what I thought of what from what I've just kind of gathered is maybe not get rid of, but at least focus less on them being as core and central to the offense. I don't know. Or what, what's the talk lately among? Uh, I guess kind of like new generation of players on the rise, working your way through the ranks. What, what's been the talk for you about future running backs? You've heard from colleagues and fellow players and coaches. Um, I don't know. I just heard one thing about they might want to get rid of them because they don't. Well, I heard it's about the uh, how much money they make from it. Oh, really? The NFL or something like that. That's all I heard. Like they feel underpaid. Yeah. Well, from- well and, and the thing is, is like Supersonic Steve and I come from an era when the running backs and the quarterbacks were the highest played players. You know the OJ Simpson, the the yeah. you know Larry Zonka, Chuck Foreman, yeah, Chuck Foreman, Marcus Allen, you know uh, uh, John Riggins, Zonka. yeah, yeah, uh, Riggins. Those guys, I love that guy. They, they were all the top top players, and and the receivers were kind of the second fiddle. And it's really done of an about face where now the receivers seem to run the show because it's such a passing oriented league. And I'm like, I don't. I, 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 I really disagree with it. I, I think because if you can if you can control the ball on the ground, you control the game. And you had out well, there. Well, we used to have a coach here called Chuck, uh, Ground Chuck, Chuck Knox. Yeah. And that's what he always said. We'll take the ground game. We'll take the ground game. And he was boring, but he won. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then 
your 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 current coach out there in Seattle is um, uh, Pete Carroll. Pete, yeah, Pete Carroll, and mm-hmm. and and the heyday of the Seahawks was Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah, beast mode. I mean, without him, beast they don't mode. win. Without him, they don't win. Yeah. It wasn't the receivers. But, but did you see the rookie we got, Kenneth Walker? What are you, Seattle fan? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, Supersonic. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. My, I didn't know my young cousin was 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 like uh, hip, hypnotized by the, the the Seahawks. That's okay. It could yeah. be worse. It could be the Vikings. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you could be in, you could be in for a world of hurt. <laughs> they start good and then they end bad. Fifty fifty well, I was years late later. for a meeting. I was late for a meeting today, and I decided I want to go 140 miles an hour down the freeway. Whoa. <laughs> Well, nobody, nobody pulled me over or anything. But I guess uh, one of your guys decided he wanted was late for a meeting and oh. wanted to go 140 miles an hour down the freeway. Yeah, that rookie player last week we talked about. His, his, <laughs> his dog was having an emergency. He said, <laughs> "I know." I, I and, and, and 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 people were sticking up for him, and I was like, "You gullible people!" I, I, unless the dog was in the car driving it, I don't buy it. Yeah, hundred and forty miles an hour. Okay, well, we got to get this video ad in here. Uh, he says so. We'll throw that on right now. All right, go ahead. Yep. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the Upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right. Well, here we are. We got the ad out of the way for Churchill Shoes here in the Grand Cities Mall. Back to the sports. Uh, what, what we were running around here talking about the, uh, well, these boys and their 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 liking of the Seattle Seahawks and and DJ Metcalf and that bunch. Uh, we went off into the running back history and and I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of confused about the whole Dalvin Cook the. Uh, uh, Saquon Barkley just signed with the Giants, but boy, he was kind he of signed a one-year deal, didn't he? Well, I, 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 yeah, I guess he did, but he was on the outside looking in, and and the running backs are—I mean, it's kind of a far cry from the heyday of Adrian Peterson. Where, oh yeah, yeah, just give the ball to him. Yeah. Uh, no, it's changed. The game's changed the last what eight, ten years. Yeah, well, it's pretty but, much all a passing game now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I just think that that in you know it was always defense and and ball control. So so you had a, a, a top tier defense, and then you had ball control with your running backs, where you could just reel off first down, first down, first down, first down, first down. You know, every three downs, and and I, I just. I have to wonder what guys like Jim Kick and Larry Zonka or, or Franco Harris, well, if he's just passed away, but Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer or, or – Jim Brown. Yeah, Jim Brown. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the, the guys, Marcus Allen, the ones that, John Riggins, the ones that won Super Bowls with their legs, and now it's all a passing game. I don't know. What about those Vegas football team out there, John? All they do is get DUIs, or, or is that it? DUIs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. DUIs, domestics. Yeah. Well, was Antonio Brown out there in, in Vegas world for a minute? For a minute. You know, and, oh, oh, yeah. We, yeah, there you go, John. Oh, okay. So, so, so Antonio Brown was out there for a minute? For a minute. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing about him is I was talking. DUIs in Minnesota suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? A ghost, a ghost. <laughs> yes, I've, I've heard stories about how uh, Minnesota's uh, regulations for that could be a bit different to North Dakota. Huh. Well, all I know, so so we were talking, uh, when the boys came in here, so we got Trinity Thomas and, and, and Sage uh, Thumb over here, and they're both these freshmen going to be uh, football players, and they're out there running in the – Hundred degree heat last night. Oh boy! I, I was yeah. like, "Are you kidding me, boys? You're making me sick looking at you." Wow! And and, and, and then we're talking about uh, on the way in here. I asked them if they knew who Antonio Brown was, and they start spewing off all of his mis his misdeeds. <laughs> well, there's been a few of them. Well, you know, he, he went he went from winning a Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. To to a head case and a half, where every time this guy opens his mouth, it's like, shut up, please. All you're doing is digging a bigger hole. Didn't he have like a, one of those uh, semi-pro football teams too? Yeah, and he didn't pay them, and they yeah the, the owners jacked them around. The owners, the owners uh, of the other teams, uh, kicked him out of the league. That just within, yeah, real within like sweetheart. The, yeah, within the last month, and then and then we heard like so when when he got to win that Super Bowl when the Buccaneers won it with Tom Brady. Okay, so Brady's seventh championship, but Brady, Tom Brady brought that guy into his house and welcomed him in and took care of him, and and there's stories out there about him and Giselle having sexual relations and. And something funky going on, and a tabloid news specialist. Well, that's all you need is to turn yourself into a Kardashian. I mean, oh god! I can honestly say I've never watched one show of theirs ever, and never probably will. Oh, you got a big poster of Kim on your wall? Stop it! No, (laughs) stop it is right. Stop it. No, I don't. I don't see anything appealing about any of that whole clan. I'm like, they're, they're like the 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 slut league of the NBA. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they've ran through their uh, fair share. Yeah, I mean, what was that one guy Humphreys or yeah, Brad Humphreys? Chris Chris Humphreys was from yeah. University of Minnesota, and that was Kim's what first husband and. Since then, she's ran. Well, she's ran through about you know ten other basketball players, and you know who knows. Well, shit, Pete Davidson. Come on, I mean, you might as well oh, be boning a frog. Jesus, that goofball! Isn't he in rehab or something right now? Uh, well, he, yeah, he can't get over losing her. <laughs> idiot. He's an idiot. 
Yeah. Wake up. I got a question for Supersonic, Steve, here. Uh, I've been keeping up with, like, kind of round two. They had a few days off in between teams, but round two between the Twins and the Mariners there from the last few days. Yeah, I have. Uh, I think we came back last night, and didn't we pull it out, like, the late last or a few innings there? Yeah, uh, I think Twins won the first game of the latest series, but then the Mariners won the last yeah. two, and, like, I think they had an extra innings win, win I want to yeah. say, game yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that second, putting them on second base in the extra innings? What do you think about that? I think we touched on that a little last week. I, I know for me, I think they should at least wait one inning in extra innings before putting any automatic runners on. And if they do do an so on the 11th inning. Yeah, 11th yeah. inning. And if they do do it in the 11th inning, I'd rather have them do it on first base instead of second base. Because I think what well, wasn't last week we were talking about how easy, like in a video game strategy, you can almost map it out, have someone do a sacrifice bunt to get the second runner on second to third, and then someone could do a sacrifice fly. Well, that's how it's supposed yeah. to work. But it, it just seems way too easy. And, well, it, and, and that's how it should be in, 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 in traditional baseball. If you've got a guy on second base with nobody out, you bunt, but, you bunt the guy over to third, and then I hit a sacrifice fly and he scores. But the teams don't yeah. earn, but, earn. But but these days, the batting, the, we, we, we talked about this last week, that that – some of the top batting averages on many of the teams is like 250. And back in the day, that used to be the utility guy coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Even 230 is considered okay now. Right. And, and so, so half your lineup is batting under 200 and nobody knows how to put a bunt down. I mean, you don't, you just don't see it. And they're like, well, it's because the pitching, and this is what Bill's, Bill's rebuttal was, well, is the, is the pitching so good? Well, no, the pitching, the pitching is, there's a lot more guys throwing 100 miles an hour, for certain, for certain. Because there, there used to be a time when you could count, like, there may be three guys across the whole Major League Baseball throwing 100 miles an hour. Now you've got, you probably got that many guys on every team. But because they're throwing 100 miles an hour doesn't mean they have all this great control. They're not Sandy Koufax or they're not, they're not Don Sutton. They're not uh, Maddox. They're not, they don't have that kind of control. They're more wild. So when they're throwing 100 miles an hour, it's usually right down the middle. And you should be able to bunt that. Yeah. It's still got to cross the plate. Yeah. And, and I look at Tony Gwynn, Rod Carew, Ralph Gar. Pete Rose, those guys would have bunted that ball down all day long, every day for their, into eternity. And these guys today can't do it. And, 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 and to me, it's a whole part of the whole sissifying of sports where, where now these guys are up there and, and, and where they should be bunting, they're swinging for the fences off their heels. And now we're going into the 13th and 14th inning, and we still have ghost runners on second, and you can't get them across. I don't. I still don't like it, yeah. No, I don't like it one bit. That's like, like I said, you know, baseball was the same rules for over 100 years. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, shit. You know. Did you see that that deal about how many Major League Baseball players Oh there yes, are from yes, like yes. Nineteen eighty or something, or eighteen eighty from eighteen from eighteen eighty to now, and it wouldn't fill a stadium. The smallest stadium. Yeah. So you took you take all of the major league baseball players that have existed in history from eighteen eighty to now, and they wouldn't fill the smallest stadium in the major leagues. Oh wow! And that was sixty percent. It would be full or something. Yeah, it was, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
And I mean, that tells you how few guys played. Yeah. 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 And, and how good you have to be. And I, I did want to issue a, a, spe- uh, well, a little correction. I, I was trying to, I, I was pretty sure I was blanking on one Twins baseball player that actually had a pretty solid baseball average. And that was because I was thinking off the top of my head, what's the current Twins with the best batting average? And I was thinking around the 230 range, but there are two players actually doing better. Kyle Farmer, he's actually doing a solid year. He's around the 250 batting average range. But uh, Alex Kurloff, he's actually having, he's doing pretty solid uh 270 batting average but uh, 270 yeah i know but to say that that's the best one before is like okay that's that's good that's solid but to say you know I'm, he's I'm, certainly no Luis arise but well, uh no and and, <laughs> and and you know when we say that i i'm a guy that grew up watching the 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 big red machine well you had you had you had pete rose joe morgan Johnny Bench, Perez. Tony Perez, George Foster, Cesar Geronimo, Dave Concepcion, um, Ken Griffey Jr. and and of those nine senior. Uh, uh, senior of those eight guys on the field, like seven of them were seven of them were batting three hundred. You know the big red machine is compared to the nineteen twenty seven New York Yankees uh, murderers oh. row, and and. and same thing with the Pittsburgh Pirates of the same area with the, the, the Willie Stargell, Dave Parker, Rennie Stennett, uh, Manny Sanguian, Al Oliver, Dave Parker bunch. You, you know, and the Dodgers and Steve Garvey and Ron Say and, 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 and uh, Davey Lopes. And, uh, the, you, had, you had half of your players were batting over 300. Yeah. Even you go back to the Minnesota Twins and back in the – Years ago, you know, Tony Oliva, Rod Crew, all those guys that were high batting averages. Well, right, yeah, Tony Oliva, Paul Molitor too. It was always Lyman, Lyman Bostock, very reliable. Oh, you know, you know, you guys, since you brought all the base, we're talking baseball. One of the cool things that happened to me this week is um, I deliver up to uh, uh, for I run a FedEx route up to Hallock, Minnesota, every day, and I've kind of hit it off with a guy named Michael Toddlebun. And and him and I visit when I, I go to his house and, and you know, I don't know, a month ago or so while I was up there he slipped me a twenty dollar bill just out of the blue out in the heat and I thought, Well, that was pretty neat. But a couple days ago he said, Hey, wait a minute, we were talking we were talking collectibles and stuff and I talked about baseball cards. He said, Hey, I got a I got something for you and he goes in the house and he comes out and it's a 1991 Topps uh, set of baseball cards. Really? And he hands Complete it to me. Set. <laughs> and he, he hands it to me and says, well, that's what's in there, but there's also some other stuff. And so I've got, I don't know, probably 600 cards that are 30 years old or older that this guy just gave me. I just, oh, man, I'd love to yeah, see that. That's and awesome. And they're in mint condition. There's, there's, you know, I, I just, I was like, you know, you be nice to people. And, and he was like, he just had this stuff sitting aside. And, you know, the first, the first couple, and I, I forgot him in, in the truck and I, I brought him home today. I took a, before I came home, I took a couple look at what was in there. And the first ones I peeled out was like a Chuck, Chuck Knobloch rookie card. Yeah, that's a complete set. That's the year, yeah, Chuck Knobloch rookie year. I think what, Frank Thomas rookie year, or maybe second year? Uh, some really big well, debuts that I, year. I went through them and I was like, "Yeah, there's probably some value here." I mean, I just just handed them over to me, and I and I collect cards off and on. But you know, it's, it's Supersonic Steve. At one point, I had over a hundred thousand baseball cards, 
and I lost some of them in the flood. Quite a bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Dating back to the 1950s. Oh. And, and I lost some in the flood, and I, I and I I sold some when I was in college and young and stupid and dumb. But um, I, I cringe when I look at the cards that I used to have. But I still I still have maintained. In fact, my best collection that I have right now has to do with NBA cards with Michael Jordan and his rookie season and some of that stuff. So I do still dabble in, in, in cards, but I did lose a lot of stuff in the 1997 Grand Forks flood. And it's hard to replace. And this guy was, we were talking, and he, was, he had a fire that had burned his garage, and he lost a bunch of stuff. And so he, when I was talking about cards, he felt sorry for me, and he gave me this stuff today, yesterday. Wow, that's cool. You know, and, and that's really cool. No, and I, and I I was gonna actually grab some of them out of the box and bring them down here tonight, and I forgot about it. Oh, hey, that could be for next week. Yeah, I yeah. think I will. I mean, because because you know, so he's given me cards that are over thirty years old already. Wow, that's awesome. You know, yeah, and it just seems like yesterday. Random yeah. act of kindness. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean to to collect that stuff myself now to go find those cards. <laughs> oh. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Is it yeah. all right if I chime in with a couple quick topics I missed from last week? I really yeah. just get a quick rapid fire yeah, them off let, here. Let, 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 let us have it, Dale. Well, first, I know it, it wrapped up uh, just a little over a week ago, but Wimbledon, you know, biggest tennis yes, uh, Grand yes, Slam of yes, the year. Yes, yes. So On I always grass. keep up with the, I keep up with the Grand Slams, you know, uh, and just want to give a shout out to the men's and women's singles uh, winners there. So for the for, for the uh, for the ladies, uh, Marquita Vondrosuva, uh, out of the Czech Republic. Uh, uh, she was unseated in the tournament, but won in the finals against the favored Ans Jabeur. But she and she won in straight sets too, six four six four on center courts. So this is Ans Jabeur. Unfortunately, her second straight year of losing in the finals at Wimbledon. So, uh, but but yeah, uh, and she was kind of quoted saying it was the most painless loss of her career in a post match interview. But uh, tip of the cap to Marquita Vondrusova, and then uh, for the men. Uh, Everyone, again, another big upset, kind of by like another player saying it's going to be the future of tennis. So uh, Novak Djokovic, you know, we're talking a few, uh, like a month ago, he won the French Open, Roland Garros. Uh, uh, he, he, when he won that major, he broke the record for most Grand Slams of all men's tennis players with 23, favored to win in the finals against a new hot upstart, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, but... In five sets, a hell of a match. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz won his second Grand Slam, uh, won in five sets, and it was just a big standout moment. Uh, the fifth, the, the big standout moment of the game, uh, the tiebreakers in tennis called deuces for games. Uh, it had 13 deuces, uh, and on a seventh break point opportunity, that was, was kind of Alcaraz won, got the momentum in his favor to win. So, uh, yeah, huge, huge win for him. So, yeah, that's a little tennis update there for your Wimbledon winners. And then, kind of, this is a good question for the table. So, I don't know if anyone, I know Monty, I know you are, but maybe for everyone else, John, Sage, Trinity, you guys into sports documentaries? You keep up with those? They, they, they keep up, they got some new ones in. I'm curious if you guys saw, maybe get your thoughts. Uh, uh, Will, uh, on Sh- Paramount Plus and on Showtime, uh, Will Chamberlain, they got a three part documentary. Each one's an hour long, pretty easy to watch, called Goliath. Because, you know, David versus Goliath, that all biblical metaphor and how Wilt Chamberlain, you know, he was a Goliath, that tall, just monumental man who, I mean, he won a couple NBA finals, but he lost many, too, many big playoff tournament moments, too. Well, uh, and to be fair, he didn't, he, his, his... Not his fault. <laughs> his his yeah. teams, um, 
He lacked that supporting cast. He, he lost to the Celtics uh, and Bill Russell and, and a much better team many, many times over. But when Wilt did win the championship in 1967, when they took the Celtics down in the semifinal or the, the finals of the Eastern Conference and finally won the championship, that at the time was the best record in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And then the second championship he had in 1972 with the Los Angeles Lakers and Jerry West and that bunch was the second tied for mm-hmm. best record in the history of the NBA. And they had the 33-game win streak yeah. that nobody's even come close to matching since. Yeah. They covered that in great detail as upcoming as years with the Globetrotters. With that, I was great learning that, interviewing a lot of family and friends. Did anyone else happen to catch it? Well, he was. Also- I have not seen it. But yeah, not only the globetrotter thing, but the guy was a world class track athlete. Yeah, they talk. They yeah. go a lot about that too. High yeah. jumper, uh, uh, and, and 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 then after his didn't bat- he go to Kansas? Yes, Kansas. Kansas. And after and in fact, they lost in the NCAA championship game, like at the very end yeah. of the championship. That's game. how the whole documentary kicks off. Yeah. Actually, covering that heartbreak, you know, the yeah. one of uh, many and, unfortunate. And and, and, and and he of all of the losses in his career, that was the one that devastated him the most. Is I think what they talked yeah. about. So if you want to, if you want to get some old school basketball knowledge, I thought it was great. They interview a lot of former uh, player colleagues, uh, players, family, and then they do this cool thing too, where uh, they use a lot of old recycled Wilt Chamberlain interviews because you know he passed uh, like in the late nineties, but uh, uh, but they take a lot of excerpts from old uh, newspaper interviews and from his, uh, he did a couple autobiographies or biographies and they used AI to generate his voice based on his past interviews. And I know I, I listened to interviews with uh, producers who put this together and said it was a huge gamble, kind of unprecedented in, in big league documentaries. And I thought they pulled it off pretty good on just kind of, and like the way they got, made sure to get it approved by the family members. They didn't want to like, you know, exploit it, his likeness, but the family members like how they did it. And I thought they pulled it off great. So, well, for, for an example, Wilt, Wilt, Wilt was such a dominating force. His scoring records for, for, for decades, he had more 50-point games than the whole history of the NBA combined. Yeah, he averaged 50 and points a game. 50 point Crazy. 50.2 50, 50. points a game in 1962. But even, even more incredible was he averaged over 27 rebounds a game that year. Yeah. And then in 1967-68, he led, he led the league in assists. He's the only, only center in the history of basketball to lead the league in assists. He was. He and Elvin Hayes are the only two rookies to lead the league in scoring. He and Wes Unseld are the only two rookies to be named MVP of the league as rookies. I mean, Wilt 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 was. He only played thirteen seasons. He scored almost thirty-one thousand points in thirteen seasons. Kareem ended up with thirty-eight thousand points. After 22 seasons, LeBron passes Kareem here this past season, but we're talking 20, 21 years of playing. Wilt, if Wilt had played two, three, four more seasons, those guys wouldn't have touched it. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That's you know, on Paramount Plus. I got a lot of it. So all three specials are, uh, are just about total three hours altogether could easily get through it. I highly recommend getting through it. Even if you know it, it's great to hear all that insight from the new people interviewed. The other documentary I had a question everyone saw. I haven't had a chance to dive into it. It's on my see list now that I finished Goliath. A quarterback on Netflix follows Patrick Mahomes and a couple other quarterbacks over the course of a season. Anyone else? I did see that one. I saw that one. Oh, cool. That was good. I thought that was good. Who are the other quarterbacks that follows? The guy from Minnesota. Oh, Kirk Cousins. 
Cousins, and then uh, uh, Mariotti, or how you pronounce his name, uh, from Oregon, Mariotti. Oh, yeah, Mariota, yep. Yeah, Mariota, those three. It was cool. I, I enjoyed it. Definitely worth checking out, you'd say? I think so. Yeah, it's, it was short, maybe an hour long. But, I, uh, yeah, it was. they give, you know, family stuff and, you know, all that. So, yeah, I thought it was cool. Well, I did see some of the Kurt Cousins uh, excerpts out of it, and, and, and they were like, uh, well, they're going to pass over him and, and then go on to these other guys because he's not a top-five quarterback, apparently, compared to Justin Jefferson, his receiver. That's big, big news up here. So, so I don't know, in the history of sports, uh, Supersonic, when, a, when, when, when your top receiver from a team is interviewed – and he doesn't include his own starting quarterback in the top five. Oh no, he won't be getting many passes. I'll tell you that. Well, it doesn't. It, 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 it you know it, it it doesn't generate uh, a, 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 a cohesive atmosphere. I would say. No, that's stupid. Why? I mean, just keep that stuff to yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, no. You don't need to broadcast that. You know? Well, and and even if you don't believe it, you still say it. You know, yeah. that's that's the thing, and and so that's what up here in the Northland that that they're beating that like a dead horse because, wow, Justin Jefferson said this about Kurt Cousins, Justin Jefferson, oh, and, yeah. and and then here we are with our new rookie wide receiver, and he's going 140 miles an hour down the interstate. So those are our two receivers. Hey, that could be, that'd be oh. a good question for uh, for Sage and and Trinity. Do you guys uh, like to keep an eye out on on like what the players are saying in like post game press interviews to be like, oh, maybe I should take some pointers from what how they respond and, and stuff like that. Like after the game, yeah, after the game, being like, you know, if they if they were maybe asked like a little hot button issue, like feeling like, oh, I wonder if they're trying to get them to lean to say something that could maybe rub some uh, feathers the wrong way or something like that, and you can be like, oh, hey, that's a good way to uh, to answer a question or something like that, like just to kind of you know to play the uh, you know the political game of sports, you know, we don't want to anger anyone or upset anyone to get misinterpreted. Do you guys pay attention to that right now early on or no? I I, I don't. No, no, no. That's that. That's totally fair. Yeah, but no Trinity it, over here. No, what not do you think? Really. No, no. You know, you, so, so you they got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, they got plenty, plenty of, time. of time. Yeah. Well, they're they're you know these two guys are you know they're such young young good looking guys. I'm sure they they got girls swooning all over them. I mean, to be that age again. I mean, come on, man. What are those social media handles now? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what's that? 15, 16, uh, 14, 14, 14. 14. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're just hitting their stride here. And, and, you know, you know, how girls are, they, they, they swoon over the, 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 the good looking guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and these guys, I, I hope these guys are smart enough to ignore them for a half beat anyway, cause they'll always be there. You don't know what they identify as. Uh Oh, <laughs> What happened? Uh, we got a producer. What did he just say he identifies uh, us? Well, we'll just skip that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to get in this ad here. River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and movie destination in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia packed restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions are Oppenheimer, Barbie, Insidious. Insidious. <laughs> insidious. They're 
the red door. The red door. Sound. Sounds uh, of freedom. Sounds of freedom. Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning. Oh, Dale, I was having a tough time with that. Um, find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special of $5 movies all day long and the 550 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm the only one in the building that gets to partake of that, apparently, tonight. No, That's the old guy. Yeah, no bill here. But anyway, yeah, the Shire Bar and Grill and the, and the River Cinema Theater. I think we're going to send the boys over there for a movie sometime this weekend. They're sticking around till Monday, I think. I got them in the house over there, and Sandy's, like, hosting these guys. Uh, you know, I... I guess speaking of other uh, Grand Forks uh, locations, I got a question for Sage, Trinity, I mean, for everyone who's played here before, but uh, yeah, have you guys had a chance to play? You said this will be your first year of high school? or Yeah. Um, I don't know if you played there for middle school yet, uh, if you played Grand Forks schools. Have you played on Cushman Field at all? Uh, is it like, uh, is it turf? Uh, it's, the, it's the Central and Red River Stadium, but I think some of the middle schools will play some of their bigger games there too in the past. I think we might have ran there on, for track. Yeah, it's right by Red River High School and the baseball fields in Grand Forks here on well, Columbia I, Road. I, I got some. Uh, I, I have some uh, video footage on my phone of Sage playing at uh, South Middle School out there, where he was actually uh, ran down some guys. Uh, he was a lone defender and ran them down and made the tackles and got involved in some plays. And then when he was here last summer in, in the camps, I did. I still have footage of him uh, running some of the drills and. That was the one thing I saw where he was running through these uh, passing drills where they, they run uh, uh, perpendicular across the field and they're throwing the ball at him in each, uh, from each side. So he's catching it on one side, turning and catching on the other side, catching, catching, catching. Um, he's got good hands. But Devil's Lake then? That's the high school you're playing for this year, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing you'll probably be playing uh, Grand Forks Red River or Grand Forks Central this season, right? Yeah. So yeah, you'll, you'll probably be playing uh, one or two games at Cushman Field this season. But I just thought I'd bring it up because I, I just kind of caught this in the news stories from the other day. Uh, you saw that they just got their turf replaced this year. So all new turf. And they, I guess they got, Ultra paid a, they got the sponsor on there because they paid for like half of the budget for it. So all new turf, and they got new logos for uh, the uh, for the Rough Riders and for the Knights on both end zones there. So just thought to give a little shout out to that. I mean, they're saying it's going to be finished here in I think at the end of the month. Here it'll be good to go. So all new turf for Cushman Field this season. So I thought that was pretty cool. Just wanted to give a shout out to that. Monty, have you ever uh, you've probably walked, uh, have you played on Cushman Field? For I can't remember. Uh, no, or, no, no. I, I did track and field meets. I ran the track I, there before. <laughs> I watched. I watched all my um, kids' friends play down there and 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 over the years. But I know I never did. Uh, you know, because I all my football was Class B school stuff, and I, I, I had my moments. I had I had uh, top teams in the state where where. Like um, the top team in my region, I had a couple interceptions and a fumble recovery and a thirteen to six loss uh, to to a team that was very dominant. Um, and, and so I had, I, you know, but but I also had a game where I uh, uh, we we stopped a team on on fourth down with the lead, and uh, some some adult. Uh, was razzing me from the sideline and I turned around and gave him both birds and the referee <laughs> threw a flag and we had to do the fourth down over and didn't stop him. So. <laughs> that's a good memory. Yeah, yeah, that's one, but no, that's, you know, why I, I, and, and that's one of those things that 
But I was like, at the same time, I was like, what's an adult doing raising hell with some high school kid on the field from the sideline? And, you know, I, I just, maybe he should have been removed before it ever got to that. It's been an overly involved parent, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, right on the sideline, he was right on the sideline of the field, too. It wasn't like he was sitting up in the stands or anything like that. So, so no, I don't know. I don't. I look back at it and I go, well, yeah. but that was the difference between a win and a loss. Was 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 my two middle fingers? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, it happens. Oh, you know, I think we're winding down to the last ten minutes or so here. Any other uh, final topics anyone has for for any anyone? Uh, Sage, uh, Trinity, John, uh, anything in the sports world you guys have been uh, keeping up with lately? Um, I have one. Oh, I think Sage is about to jump in. We'll oh, no. How about we throw no, him ahead. and then we'll go, go to ahead. go to you. No, 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 no. Okay, I said do this real quick. Um, my friends wanted me to give them a shout out. Yeah, it's Domingo it. Sanchez and Landon Jackson. They're they both play on uh they both play for Devils Lake. They're really good football players. Uh Domingo Sanchez, he's a QB, wide receiver, super fast, athletic. Uh he's, he's a good friend too. He's uh, he's helpful. I, well I can see you like the guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, how about, good. Okay, so so then as long as we're on that line, how about you over here, Trinity? Um not you, John. <laughs> <laughs> We we know what you're you're drinking, but but, but, but no. Um, um, so you got some buddies out there and, and guys you look up to and, and people you play with, and so you want to throw it out there too. Your family members? Nah. No. <laughs> well, come on, because because you know you know he he comes from an area where 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 his 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 uh, uh, generations ahead of him, Casey and Tim Thomas. Out there in the Crow Hill district, were guys I went to school with, and and they're both passed away now. But uh, just to throw out there the the memories of both those guys, uh, not two better guys uh, ever from from the area. They were very mild mannered, uh, nice guys, never caused problems, and and you know it's always the, that those kind of guys that their lives are cut short. It seems like it's never the hell raisers causing all the problems kind of guys and and so the thomas family uh and 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 your 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 patriarch and your your matriarch uh anna patty cheryl uh herbert thomas when you when you get home you look these guys up you're going to find out what they were really good guys and and you know I'm, i'm i'm happy to have you in my home and 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 be around you because i knew those guys uh back in the day and and they, they were the good ones, and and Sage over here is also uh, his 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 family members. I I got a long history of his guys too, and and I know the good ones and I know the bad ones, and and then and then of course we got uh, Mr. Rock and Roll in the house over here, John Stenslin, my little brother, and and you know he he buries bodies and then digs them up and moves them again, <laughs> something like that. No. Yeah, that one's better left alone. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he, he, he knows where I buried the bodies too, so we got to leave that alone. But no, yeah. it, it's always fun when he comes home. Him and I have run around the world a little bit together, and, and I enjoy having him around. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's a good deal. And well, like I think a, Supersonic said he had something. Yeah, and Supersonic, you said you had something you want to talk about? I had one question, what your thoughts are about Colorado leaving the Pac-12. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't either. 
I, I, I just uh, the whole the whole movement of, of the universities. I thought it was bad enough with the portal and 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 the NIL stuff, but when teams start pulling out of conferences and 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 just going to the next step, there's no guarantee that Colorado is going to have any success leaving there. I, I don't. I don't understand what what's the is it greener pastures? I I don't. Is it more money? That's that's the bottom line. Is it's it's TV money from somewhere because it sure as hell isn't going to be win loss record, you know? Yeah, and, and, no kidding. And they're talking about the same thing with NDSU, so North Dakota State University down there in Fargo, whether they want to make the leap from um, NCAA Division One AA or or straight up to Division One. Well, if they go to Division One. They might make more money, but they'll never win another championship, ever. You know, and and they already. Yeah, I I don't get it. I just don't understand it. You know, what's wrong with the way it is? Well, and they also they already drug along the basketball and the volleyball and 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 you know the golf program and the wrestling program and the swimming program. So all of those sports, the football team might win. A championship like they have in 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 NCAA division uh, in NCAA one double A, but the, all the other programs are in NCAA division one, and there is no time in the history of America where North Dakota State University or the University of North Dakota or the University of South Dakota or South Dakota State University are going to beat North Carolina or Duke or Texas or UCLA in basketball. Never going to happen. You know? I agree. I agree. It's never going to happen. And 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 right. so so there those other sports besides football will will have to be content with winning a conference championship because that's all they're ever going to get. And then maybe get a chance to go to the tournament. Or a and, tournament. And, yeah, the, well, get, they can get to the big dance because they can win the Summit League like NDSU. And, and so Oral Roberts and, South Dakota, yeah. or, Oral Roberts and, 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 and North Dakota State played in the Summit League Championship. So one of the teams gets an, the winner gets an automatic buy or, or an automatic bid, I mean, into the 60, yeah. dance of yeah. 64. But so far NDSU so North Dakota State University has made it into the second round twice but it's never going to get better than that yeah, remember, most of most of the time it's going to be the first round and done cuz yeah. you're getting trounced yeah. i remember that one time i remember that one time NDSU made it in it was like a big upset it was cool to see them make it into the second round but yeah, you know, it's, that's probably as good as it's going to get. Because oh, they're never, the, never going to get to the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8 or the Final Four. It's never going to happen. But that's always so cool about watching the first round of March Madness. Like, what was it last season? You got that very, was it the second time it ever happened? The 16 beating the one? Yeah, yeah, 16 seed beating a one seed. That's always so uh, just but, but, attractive but, to watch. But didn't we end up with, with the championship game of the 1-2 or something like that anyway? I mean, that's usually after, how it goes. After yeah. all of the, the, the fracas getting there. The brackets, yeah, yeah, it, it probably. Still, it still ended up being the top two teams in the country getting to the final. And, and you know, I, I just, that's how it's going to be. They're always going to have the, the, the advantage when it comes to recruiting or, or money. going Yeah, and money and going to school. But So Colorado can bounce out of there if they want to. But, you know, 
the old adage is is that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Right. You know. I just it kind of surprised me because I would that wouldn't have been one of the programs I would have thought they wanted to reach out to. No, well, and she, it's, it's, it's Colorado's not that good. No, and it's a whole lot like UCLA and USC jumping to the Big Ten. Does that even sound right? No, you know. I mean, no. Is there any other uh, final topics from everyone? I got one or two things rapid fire off here, but I figure throw it around here before we wrap up. No, I, anyone? All right, go for it. Um, yeah, I'll just fire this off. A couple of things real quick here. Um, uh, just to give it a little shout out, you know, the Women's World Cup of Soccer is going on right now in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I actually watched highlights from uh, Team USA's. They had their two games this uh, week. It's 32 teams. They they got a win over uh, Vietnam, 3-0 to zero shutout, but then they tied Netherlands 1-1 yesterday. That's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, had a headbutt goal. Those are always fun. Uh, so I figure it's World Cup soccer. That's why I, give, I only give soccer really a shout out World Cup time. So, uh, and then uh, did you see Boston Bruins captain uh, Patrice uh, oh, yeah. Bergeron? He retired after 19 years with the uh, Bruins. big hole for them. Yeah. Uh, now give a little shout out to Smalls. I know he uh, loves the Tennessee Titans. They're his team. They announced they're going to have throwback Houston Oilers uniforms for two games this season. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and this is kind of a big news item. Uh, NBA Board of Governors approved the sale of the Charlotte Hornets to a group led by Rick Schnall and uh, Gabe Plotkin and ending Michael Jordan's 13-year run as majority owner. And that's going to be a $3 billion valued sale. It's going to be executed in the next week or two. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so Michael's going to make about $2 billion on a $300 million investment. I'd call that winning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Big time after a bit of a run with the owner. And then uh, finally, just a couple quick motorsport things. Uh, Dennis Hamlin, it was fun watching him get booed over the victory there after he kind of messed with Kyle Larson a little bit in the final laps and race finished under caution because of a wreck in the final lap. And then, uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Mark Dobmeyer and Dustin Strand winning the features at River City Speedway last weekend. Uh, Dustin Strand winning two features in one night. Big night for him. So uh, in A mods and in late models. So, yeah, there you go. That's all I got. Well, expert analyst Dale's been doing lots of race. (laughs) Final words of wisdom from Paul. (laughs) Here we go. All right. Well, that's all we got. I'm going to wrap this baby up. Um, so happy that K-Fan gave us a little bit of uh, exposure last week. And uh, like Supersonic said, it we actually sounded like we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> All right. A little bit. We'll a little it. bit. All right, Supersonic. We'll see you next week, buddy. You take care, buddy. Uh-huh. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. So thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday. Yeah, catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on the top of www.gfbestsource.com. That's www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week.